Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart And welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with 143 unending minutes of a football-playing, Charlie-shooting, award-winning, big-shrimping, distance-running, <laughs> Jenny-loving, Tom-fucking-Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I am your shrimp boat first mate, Luke Patrick. Holy shit, Sam. That was... An all-time intro right there. Yeah, this week we watched uh, 1994's Forrest Gump, and I had a time with it. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, because for those who missed last week or are otherwise unaware, this is Sam's first time seeing potentially one of Tom Hanks' Tanks's biggest movies, if not his actual biggest film. So, Sam, yeah. I can tell you about my watch later. I'm dying to hear how yours was. Oh, okay. Um, angry. It was a very angry, unpleasant watch. Um, oh. So, so I woke up at five this morning to take in all one hundred forty-three minutes of Thomas J. Hanks, and God Almighty, uh, did I hate it? Uh, it, it was. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. It was too early. I took this week off for my birthday, and this felt worse than going to work in some ways. I, I ate my breakfast, and I just got angrier and angrier as the movie went on. It became pretty disrespectful at points where I was yelling at Tom. Um, I, I, I took some very angry notes, and then never before in this whole experiment, have I ever been more tempted to to check my phone? But <laughs> God damn it, Luke, I came I came close. I won't lie, I came so close to just going back to that beautiful safe doom scrolling. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I I held I I held tough and I took in every minute of this goddamn movie. Whoa! But holy shit. Man, I feel like I need to check the black box in the wreckage on this. Like, we are coming at this from such different angles. Like, I feel like you dove the plane into a mountain, and I'm just trying to figure out how and or why at this point. So, what... Uh, well, uh, uh... Wait, do you mean to tell me that you enjoyed this flick? Yes, dude, most people do. What? Yeah, Dude, <laughs> it's so terrible. It isn't though. Like, oh my god, quantifiably, this is no. one of his best movies. No, absolutely not. Okay, I really want to dig into this in our review section. Yeah. <laughs> now, just before we do that, though, and while we're still kind of talking about your watch, do you think it's possible? That your enjoyment of this film was hampered by the fact that you've been up since five, like an 80-year-old man, um, and you, uh, you know, went through your pile of AARP uh, letters that you received in the mail the day before. Maybe you thought a lot about uh, 1940s aircraft 
failures um like did any of this <laughs> impact your watch or do you think do you think you still would have experienced this the same way at a reasonable hour oh uh so so i actually like waking up that early mm. um which which doesn't really help the whole allegation that i'm an old 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 man yeah but but no i i don't i don't think that that really had an impact yeah it okay. that wasn't the the situation was optimal for a good watch all right hey man um, that's that's good to know yeah well damn dude but uh how was how was your watch it was pretty great my friend um (laughs) you know in comparison um had a really chill watch finished up work um to reveal a bit of the the behind the scenes here you and i are both off i guess you mentioned that you're off for your birthday also geburtstag a danke yeah yeah um yeah so i'm off the rest of this week and had a nice watch with everybody in my house also joining me for at least portions of this movie um and and yeah man i genuinely enjoyed my time here i mean it is a movie that i definitely have quibbles with especially Mm -hmm. in how it has aged but i gotta say it holds up and it's from my perspective which is not amongst the smoldering wreckage of my own watch um (laughs) it's a pretty good movie and if you haven't seen it this is the first one i would un un without any caveats say go watch but I would be now, kind of surprised if somebody hadn't seen it. And I know you're going to come at me for that. So so let's do that. Yeah, I, I just want to say here and now that Sam Siegel says, do not watch. Stay far, <laughs> stay far away. Run far, run fast. Yeah. Well, you, you usually have another question for me before I do the plot. Yes. And I'm so anxious to get to the, the review section of this. So let's just blow right on through these chunks. Okay. Uh, did you miss Tom? Um, not until we were actually doing things. And then at that point I was pretty into this and did in fact miss Tom and was happy to see him. Sam, did you miss Tom? Uh, so I, I'm in a, I'm in a, it's not really about missing Tom anymore. I've moved Mm. beyond that, Luke. And you and I have talked about this a a little bit. I want Tom on the podcast now. (laughs) Um, yeah, we have talked about this a little bit for sure. Yeah, I, I want Tom on the podcast, and, and frankly, I I won't be satisfied until he is on it. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try something new here. I'm going to call all of our, I think it's like 20 listeners, to jump on Twitter and go tweet at Tom Hanks and ask him to be on our podcast. And maybe maybe we should try to drum up some, some sort of virality with this. Yeah. I mean, not like a great a, way to phrase that in 2020, but for no, sure. No, no, it's not great. Um, so, like a hashtag? Mm, yes. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking hashtag, come on, Tom. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So yeah, everyone, uh, tweet at Tom Hanks, ask him to be on our podcast, and, and use the hashtag, come on, Tom. Yeah. Also, I love that, you know what, maybe we should just convert this segment, the Did You Miss Tom segment, into the... Uh, come on Tom watch or the the in general has Tom Hanks been on this podcast watch how do you feel about that I feel pretty good about it I do want to say I think it's very important that we make sure to put the comma when we say it in there because <laughs> what you just said is come on Tom watch and no mm, no thank okay. you <laughs> I'm rethinking the hashtag at this point I um, think the hashtag is fine Okay, <laughs> I don't put know it out that there. it is. It'll get his attention one way or the other, I figure. <laughs> yeah, uh, he seems like a guy with a sense of humor. Well, I love it, dude, and I fully encourage all of our listeners. Uh, you know, we see you, Australia. We see you uh, over there in Canada and uh, across these great United States, Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. lots of California. We, we, we see you people. Mm-hmm. Russians. Mm-hmm. We know. We've got like one. Yeah, man. Come on. Tweet at him. Hashtag, come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. So, uh, Luke, could you break down the plot? Yeah, and so we also talked about this a little bit before jumping on, but I think I'm going to start doing this a little differently, at least for the films that most people have seen, excluding Sam. So if you aren't familiar with the the story of Forrest Gump, I'm just going to do it in broad strokes and then honestly just go look it up because it is so out there in the cultural zeitgeist as are many of the films we're about to watch. I'm just going to change it up and 
I think Luke Patrick's patented 3x structure, your money back guarantee is going to be a little bit thinner on the ground. But for this one, uh, Forrest Gump is a intellectually handicapped dude from uh, the South, and he goes through a series of life events that put him in deep proximity to famous people, famous events. He goes to Vietnam. He loves a woman named Jenny who has her own subplot in this where she ends up doing a lot of drugs and moving away from home and trying to, you know, better her life uh, or at least escape what it used to be. Um, Yeah, and then through these events, Tom experiences a lot of life events and also big moments in history, including meeting every sitting president during his lifetime. Uh, There's a shrimp boat. There's a box of chocolates. I mean, these are all big cultural touchstones that we already have. And then the movie ends. If you've forgotten with him and the kid that he has with Jenny uh, hanging out, he sends his kid who is Haley Joel Osment Mm -hmm. uh, off to school. And Jenny has died of what we assume to be AIDS, uh, some unknown virus. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. And, you know, again, if you if you haven't seen this film, I recommend you see it. Sam does not. And we are about to get into that. (laughs) Um, But if you have no interest in seeing it, just Wikipedia it. I mean, this thing is out there. You will be able to understand a lot of references like run, forest, run as a thing you have for sure heard in your life. Um, So, Sam, we're now officially on the helipad. We have landed. All of the gear is now out. So what the fuck, dude? What didn't you like about this movie? Honestly, fucking everything. Mm. The entire movie, I... I don't know what it is, but every single aspect of this movie rubbed me the wrong way to the point where I was fine taking this plane, slapping the throttle on, and and just nosediving. Yeah. uh, Trying to see how deep a crater I can get. (laughs) Um, It sounds like, well, break break me off, you know, a couple of these Kit Kats. What, what... What stands out as you're thinking about the, your grievances with this film? We're going to do the full Festivus here. Just okay. the airing of your grievances. I, I cannot fit that into one episode of our podcast, but sure. I will I will try. Um, first of all, it's the fact that Tom is playing someone with an intellectual disability. It, it fucking sucks. Yeah. And it is wholly unnecessary for the plot. Mm-hmm. At no point does he have to have an intellectual disability for this plot to work. Yeah. It just sucks, and it rubbed me the wrong way immediately. There's there's also the, the writing. I hmm. fucking hate it. Like, I've worn a lot of shoes. Like, fuck off, Tom. <laughs> no, that just seems pettier off. than your other comment. I feel like you, I, you had a strong argument yeah. there. So so I think it, it speaks to like a like a sweetness and like a sort of saccharine quality mm. to the movie that I I can't jive with. Gotcha. Now that's valid. I feel like you gotta so basically you're saying this was too rich. This tiramisu was way too sweet for for what yeah. you're used to and or want yeah. to consume cloyingly sweet Mm, yeah that's a bad bake paul that makes sense yeah i i want to touch on this really quickly Uh uh-huh i really don't want to go into too much depth about how this movie is pretty deeply problematic other than to say that i 100 percent agree with you and if you're going to watch this again just try to take his character as someone who is more generically not smart like to your point if he had just been kind of a a quote-unquote dumb dude uh, mm-hmm. The movie would not have changed a bit, and it would have no. been way more palatable than the presentation that we get. If he was just kind of dumb, sort of a Gomer pile versus what we're given right. here, yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's the whole Jenny subplot, I guess mm-hmm. that I I also found sort of um, repellent because mm. it's this guy who has this like kind of unrequited love for this woman who kind of up until the end of the movie does not reciprocate it yeah and almost out of convenience yeah and she's like he's my friend and he's like i love her Mm -hmm. and and it's it's just sort of uh i'm gonna i'm gonna bring a three dollar word out odious yes it has an aroma my dude Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally agree on that front as well and so since that underpins like the whole movie and keeps cropping up it's just like man i fucking hate this 
Mm-hmm. Like I I can't I can't move past it. I can't it's it's impossible to ignore that it's this man who's like I love you and she's like you're a good friend. Yeah. And on top of that again, I really don't want to fill up the space with this negative energy because it isn't our brand, but adding into that the fact that there is a level of disability here is pretty gross. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it harder to deal with. Yeah. Can we just talk about the fact that at the beginning of the movie, they, they're they like kind of proud of the fact that his he's named after a, civ- a Confederate <laughs> general who founded the KKK? Yeah, and his mom is sort of like, well, Poe, but he's nerfing. So. Yeah, it was like, you know, just a reminder that we all make mistakes. And it's like, hey, I don't think... A sort of hate group whose goal is the systematic annihilation of everyone who's not a white Anglo-Saxon uh, Protestant is exactly a mistake. Yeah, some of us, you know, will accidentally not tip, you forget, and then uh, some of us will accidentally found a group of genocidal fuckheads. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Did I, <laughs> did I do that? Oh, no. Rutro. i've made the kkk yeah they gloss over that real quickly and it does it does add a sinister note to his family who's been there for uh like a million years or whatever it is that uh forest says right yeah uh absolutely and then like there's the the whole like running bit towards the end didn't make sense to me oh man that's my favorite part of this movie really because it's yeah, just dude. like, well, I did all the shrimping and made my nut, and I went and ran for three years. So the fact that he says that he's doing it for no particular reason means you were still looking for a particular reason. No, I think I was irritated that it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna waste a bunch of your time for a thing that he did for no reason. Yeah. You know, like, like Seinfeld works because it's about nothing, but it's funny. Right. This doesn't work because it's about nothing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that the point of that scene in that series is that he creates this cult following that is looking for meaning in what he's doing and people are finding it and turns out there wasn't any intended effect, but he's still sort of growing this garden full of, uh, you know, hopes and dreams just by sort of existing. Um, hey. But that is fair. That's a fair critique, sir. Can I provide a a uh, a respectful counterpoint? Is it going to be respectful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. I mean, it doesn't have to be, sir. You you bring whatever energy you're bringing to this. <laughs> I'm really nervous now for Toy Story. I'm, I'm like pretty concerned. No, I so spoiler alert. I'm actually kind of okay with Toy Story. Okay. So. Cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. And then, okay, what what is with Tom and uncomfortable boob touching scenes? Because hey. we've had it here and in Big, and I hate it. Yeah, I also noted this, and dude, I think somebody just likes making Tom make those faces. Is the only I explanation I have. Whoever keeps doing it should stop, mm-hmm. please. I'm begging you. It's yeah. so awful. I. I do have a note that might inject some levity in here, though, and it is related to the the Hank's dinger, if you'd like that. Oh, do you mean the fact that we saw his fucking pubes? Yeah, we came. Well, hang on. Yes. Oh. Yes, that. Um, where we you're referring to the scene where he's playing football, and we are mere inches away from the Hank's dangle. So, so close from that dick. <laughs> but uh, in this particular scene where he's in uh, Jenny's dorm room and he soils a robe, which is a thing. Um, but he, Wait. he does. Uh huh. Wait, we're Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke, we're we're led to believe he nutted in that robe. I, on further reflection, and/or talking to the people that were watching this movie with me, we did reach the conclusion that yes, guilty as charged. Oh no! Oh god, no! Yeah. Oh no! Um, so. I, I watched it and I was like, nah, surely they didn't mean that he fucking <laughs> just just pumped around into that robe. But but Jesus, if someone else thought it, good Lord, Robert Zemeckis, why would you? Yeah, it's honestly my least favorite part of this movie. But hey, Sam, let's move beyond the uh, spillage in Isle 3 to the good part of this, which is that he says he's dizzy. Now, Sam, 
how big does your member have to be that merely having an erection <laughs> causes you to nearly faint, dude? Uh, I believe it is a member that is measured in feet and not inches. <laughs> I mean, the man, you know, is aroused and then nearly falls over. That's, yeah. that's some data right there. Look, he's got a magnum dong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way around it. The dude has a magnum dong. Yeah. Hey, be on our podcast, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, please. Hashtag, come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. It won't be that no, bad. No, 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 Luke. <laughs> Luke, you put the emphasis in the wrong place. <laughs> There's no good place to put the emphasis. Other than maybe Tom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you definitely can't be like, come on top. <laughs> no, this is so a bad, bad hashtag. No, I, we're sticking with it. <laughs> um, I'll go down with that podcast just like I went down in the plane this morning. Yeah, um, like Lieutenant Dan in Vietnam, you are going to go down with your men or uh, intend to. Yeah, Um. let me see if there's anything else. Yeah, the, the Jenny th- thing really rubbed me the wrong way. I wrote some real angry notes. Um, so to to try to to veer out of this tailspin <laughs> sure. uh, and bring us back to a happy point, let's let's talk about some other stuff like the fact that I'm pretty sure Tom's whole asshole was out in that military hospital. Um, yes. Oh, for sure it was. Okay. Yeah, medically speaking, yeah, the whole donut was there for sure. It seems like you could cover up most of it if he was shot in one cheek. Yeah, but you know, rationing in war times, you know, pants are at a premium when you think mm. about it. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's a, it's a choice. <laughs> um, so the the other thing I wanted to talk about was was in Nam, uh, when he's saving all those people. Mm-hmm. That just is Hacksaw Ridge. Oh yeah. It aped it. Well, I guess actually Hacksaw Ridge aped this so much that I was like. What the fuck was Mel Gibson thinking? Which, I mean, you could say about basically anything. Yeah, I'd but... say that's the, the thing we're putting on his tombstone for sure. What was he thinking? <laughs> but, but yeah, it was exactly the same. And, I mean, don't watch Hacksaw Ridge either. But, yeah, yeah. it just, I don't know. It, it was very strange to me. Yeah, to piggyback off of that thought really quickly, this movie is such a good example of how everything we've seen up to this point has been a slow coast into either saving private ryan or castaway like there are so many call outs oh, to yeah. these movies so like we have that scene which is pretty mm-hmm. saving private ryan-y uh, oh yeah with the violence but then also he's just stranded on a boat so many goddamn times yeah hey what's with that why do people <laughs> keep trying to make tom hanks die in a storm on a boat yeah i mean it's happened quite a few times up to this point so it it feels like we're really building up some tension before we really bust a nut uh in both a period war piece and a movie where tom hanks falls in love with the beach ball yeah so okay can you can you try to turn me around on this movie yes and you know what i will say i think you've you've convinced me that your position is valid with the comment about how sweet this movie is because Mm -hmm. I know you, and this will come up a lot in our rom-coms, hopefully, unless they're all like Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Movies I've all seen and don't remember being about prowling, but you (laughs) never know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, sweetness isn't, isn't, that doesn't resonate with you, um, which is totally fair. And that's exactly what this movie is. Like, I would argue that underneath all this, um, if you sort of peel back the tarmac, you know, what you'll find underneath the car park with Richard III's bones Mm -hmm. Um, is a message about second chances and about how there's always room to grow and become something else and define yourself. But to your your point, it is kind of slapped together into... Now, see, I wrote a note that I think the pacing in this movie is actually pretty good for all of the things that they do. But you can absolutely make an argument that they have essentially taken a 32-volume set of books and then just, like, pureed them and smashed them down into a single concrete block. Yeah, I like it. Definitely dragged for me. Yeah. Um. But again, like in any movie you don't enjoy is gonna drag. I will say I I had to pause at one point and I was like, well, surely we're like halfway through and it had been 
40 minutes. Yeah, I actually had the same experience stopping it at an hour and then realizing, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Got, and we have a full 90 minutes, a full uh, Avengers romp um, left. There's so much, and it it feels like it doesn't need a lot of it. Yeah. But to try to convince you or just to elucidate sort of what I enjoy about this movie, there are segments you know, treating this movie as a pastiche of stuff that's sort of all linked together, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, there are pieces I really like, like the Vietnam sequence. I actually quite enjoy. Yeah, Nam was actually okay. Mm-hmm. A sentence no one has ever said before. <laughs> yeah, because I like Lieutenant Dan and his bit about the fact that his family, somebody in his family has died in every major conflict. I find now, that to be pretty funny. I Except they left out Korea. Yeah, they did. Which I did I, also think about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. No, no one beefed it in Korea. Which, as we were just talking about, does that mean that they cut Korea? That they looked at all the footage? <laughs> they and they were like, ah, no, no one cares about the Korean War. <laughs> you know what? If we're trying to save seconds here, we're going to cut the three seconds it would have taken to show the <laughs> Korea conflict. <laughs> but I will say, I did like that shot. The Those like quick cuts yeah. of... Of him in every uh, uh, major conflict that I that worked for me for sure. And Bubba's a great character. I like their dynamic. I think again, treating this movie as a movie about a dude who's just not the brightest bulb in the world, um, instead of the way that he's presented in this movie, pretty entertaining to see him super ex, you know super excel in the army and uh, get into these wacky situations, uh, with some kind of deeper emotional cuts. Um, same thing for the running scene. I don't know why, dude. I just like that scene. It's pretty good. Something might be wrong with you because it just, it was so fucking stupid. It made me so angry. (laughs) I did. I filmed, I filmed an entire page, uh, Mm -hmm. with just, he's just running. That's it. Full caps. I was so angry. I did yell at the screen sometime around that point. Man, you hate to hear that. Well, you know, yeah. Hey, I I do have a couple questions. Okay. Does does the real Tom Hanks own any steak of Bubba Gump Shrimp, the restaurant? Fuck, dude. Hey, you know what? As evidenced by this podcast, I've done a shitload of research into his various business ventures, and I kind of don't think he does. Huh. Yeah. Now that's curious to me. Also really dug the shrimping scenes. I think the boat scenes and Lieutenant Dan are both pretty great. Just tossing that, that was one out okay. there real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I did like Lieutenant Dan. Mm-hmm. Gary Sinise uh, was, was pretty good in that role. I thought it worked pretty well. It was pretty good. I liked yeah. Lieutenant Dan, who mm-hmm. I had heard of so many. So I will say throughout the movie, I would hear something and I'd go, ah, I have heard of this <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying about why you should watch it. Because, like, we're talking about Bubba Gump Shrimp, which is maybe a place you've eaten at without having realized where it comes from. If that's you, if this is you, pick up a copy today. But, like, now, it's probably worth it. Now, I'm going to push back on that and say that really don't. It's not. It, it's a long time. Yeah. It's a, it's a long time to go, huh, I get that now. And maybe don't eat a Bubba Gump shrimp either from my experiences of eating a Bubba Gump shrimp, but... You are also allergic to shellfish, Luke. Yeah, you know, from the before times, even then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I gotcha. Uh, Let's see, so so the other is, uh, why does he close his fucking eyes in every photo? What's with that? I don't, I don't have a reason for you, and I know how much that's going to anger you, so I'm <laughs> trying to create one. There, um, is, there is no photo of Mr. Gump in this movie where his eyes are open. Yeah. Um, it's because, uh, you know, if you take a photo of him with his eyes open, so they gleam back at you like a cat in the dark. That's why, Sam. Okay. That was the reason. That works for me. <laughs> um Hey, why does he sleep on a twin mattress with no sheets on it? You know, um, it's because he gets too hot and he doesn't like excess uh, <laughs> space being used up by mattress, bud. Good. Uh, you got to think these things through before you head on down to Denver Mattress and pick out what you're looking for. That's what I'm saying. And he's thought you know, it through. I, I have never made that consideration. That's why I've never been happy with a mattress in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I did, I did notice one thing. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a point where he's, I think, walking around with Jenny, and um, he's wearing a button-down shirt that has two pockets, like two Mm -hmm. breast pockets, and those also have buttons. And those buttons are, you guessed it, right over his nipples. (laughs) And I don't know why these movies really love featuring Tom Hanks's nips, but boy, oh boy, yeah, they do. Or nipples in play to some degree. Like, mm-hmm. who is, who's orchestrating these decisions around Tom Hanks? They're all nipple I don't know. related. <laughs> I don't know. But there are some powerful people in Hollywood that are like, I, I need to see Tom's nipples, uh, and I yeah. need to, them to be interacted with on film. It's like there's an Illuminippi that's out here <laughs> <laughs> that's trying to orchestrate as many possible scenes of either his nipples or somebody's nipples. That's how they draw their power. Yeah, it's a good. That's a great call out, my friend. Yeah. Well, thank you. Do Do you have anything? Yeah, I got some notes. Um, yeah. You know, definitely uh, strange to bring them into such a hostile environment. But you, you know what? I will say you've raised some very valid points. And again, this is not a movie I don't have quibbles with, mm-hmm. uh, beginning with the very problematic nature of it. And also, I totally agree with you. I actually did not very much enjoy Jenny's arc during this whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. No, not, not good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. One pretty contrived for, like, you know, speaking as an addict, like, her whole sort of story is pretty Disney-fied to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, despite hitting some of the really low points. But... Anyway, moving all of that aside, dude, uh, Tom Hanks is no longer a Coca-Cola man as he has been in every movie up to this. This dude just fucking houses Dr. Peppers in this. God almighty, he does. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he's got them all lined up. Label out, of course. Mm -hmm. Label out. Always. He is a consummate professional. Yeah. Oh, Tom knows which way to point a bottle, but he's he's walked across the boards Churchill style at this point and is now hanging with the doctor. Yep. He is a Dr. Pepper man. I want to know how much Dr. Pepper paid uh, for that. Yeah, me too. Um, Other quick fire thoughts. Uh, There's a scene where Jenny is walking in uh, the Washington Monument water. I guess the the reflecting reflecting pool. Yes, uh-huh. And, uh, dude, I know you've been to see that cesspool of a monument, but uh, I don't know who thought a foot and a half of standing water in the southern heat was a good idea, but just watching her wade through it made me very skeevy. Mm-mm, yeah, no, they both have Giardia now. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, she, so she, she didn't die from, from AIDS. She actually just got a, a, a heretofore unseen strain of Giardia. Yeah. Which I don't even think is a virus, but. Who gives yeah. a shit? Some um, kind of it, brain-eating amoeba that she picked up from walking <laughs> through this just exactly. algae clod. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was an uncomfortable scene. Especially because, like, they clearly were struggling to move through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's sort of comical because it's like they're trying to come together, but it's also, like, clearly this slog and, like, it's this gross water, you know. It's probably more piss than anything else at this point. <laughs> yeah, this just hot, open piss. Mm-hmm. A testament to how much geese poop and algae we can cram into a single, uh, a single space. Um, that is the American dream. Yeah, that did that did gross me out. Um, outside of that, you know, there were definitely goofier moments in this. The John Lennon piece, I was not here for. Like, there's so many. Mm-mm. They're trying to set it up so that he's at most major events in world history, and that one in particular, for whatever reason, uh, didn't didn't speak to me. But man, for the most part, I didn't like the the University of Alabama integrating one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like you dropped your notebook, and it's like fuck off, Forrest. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need a white man inserted into this. Uh, nah, especially one named after the founder of the KKK, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. There are definitely some weird, weird notes in this. But as far as things I enjoyed, I talked about some of those scenes. And then, uh, you know, in general, I do like Forrest as a character beyond his deeply problematic nature. And just the shrimpin', I think, for whatever reason, if this movie didn't have the shrimpin' boat bits, you know, I may not be as here for it. But Bubba Gump Shrimp, man, that whole... Oh. You know, despite the fact that I'm deathly allergic to shellfish, I'm, I'm really digging those scenes. Yeah, if, if it didn't have the shrimpin' scenes... I would have jumped out a window. Um, <laughs> there's no way I could have finished this movie. Yeah. 
Um, the last thing I have for you, actually, really quick, if you want that. Yes. Uh, the only thing that everybody in the house laughed at was the sign when he's playing football. Because the first time he makes a touchdown, he runs on into the, the clubhouse. Um, and then the second time, they have a giant sign up that says, Stop Forest. And we all okay. got a, a pretty good laugh at that. Yes. So I actually want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because all I could think about in in that scene was how much more fun football would be to watch if there was one person whose position was they have to stand stock fucking still until the ball is in their hands and then they run and they can't <laughs> stop running until the ball is out of their hands. Yeah. Sort of a, I, like a snitch scenario, but kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I want this in football now. I just want mm. a guy who's like, okay, so you hike the ball and I stand perfectly still. If someone <laughs> puts the ball in my hands, I haul. And I don't stop hauling until the ball is out of my hands. It's like yeah. putting a battery in a toy. I think I think we named it. I think this person is now the hauler. Uh, in that they the hauler. Yes. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Put your fastest guy on there. Fuck yeah, the hauler. <laughs> now, how do you how do you score as the hauler? Are we are we maintaining the same touchdown system? Oh yeah, no, they can run into the end zone. Um, what I imagine is that they run into the end zone. No one's taking the ball out of their hands, so they have to keep running. Yeah. But um, at that point, once you hit the end zone, you have to go in a straight line. You can't turn anymore. Mm. So what they do is they hit that back wall behind the end zone, and they just kind of keep like uh, like in a video game when a character <laughs> like gets stuck, and yeah. you're just running up against the wall until someone comes in, takes a little little football battery out of your hands and then and then you, you <laughs> man uh, i i like this version better this is the traditional hauler position that i prefer versus today's modern rule sets about parkour and yeah uh, which part you know of the stadiums they, you can run over modern football has really ruined the hauler position they yeah. made it uh you know it's just for all those glory boys out there mm-hmm. but no yeah. a good old-fashioned hauler that's that's what I like to see on the gridiron. <laughs> They're over there doing celebratory backflips uh, <laughs> and then rolls off of the scoreboards and stuff. Man, that's not me. That's no. not what I watch for. That's not football. Mm-mm. Well, if that's uh, if that's everything that you've got, <laughs> that's everything. Then, then Luke, I've got all these checks from the money that my early investments into Apple mm-hmm. uh, have gotten me. Nice uh, man. Would you like to come with me to the Hanks Bank to catch those? Yes, 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 yes. Now let's go. Luke, I need you to get in proximity to famous figures before their tragic deaths. It's time to come with me to the Conspiracy Corner. Man, I'm happy to be here. And also, we didn't talk about that, but it is kind of fucking creepy how... uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry, hey, go Luke? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um, there's some stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, cause it's, it's not just that he's near them and they die. There's mm-hmm. so much more to it. Mm. Well, hell yeah, dude, hit me with it. Well, I want to start chronologically. And that would be that the fact that the Civil War general, who Forrest Gump was named after, looks like Tom Hanks... And mm-hmm. I think is Tom Hanks. Yes. Oh, uh, everybody in my house did actually comment on that. The fact that they clearly had Tom Hanks doing that. Uh, yes. And or this is Tom Hanks. And so you know how Tom Hanks is Jack the Ripper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as established in our Sleepless in Seattle mm-hmm. episode. Go listen yeah. to it. He's also that Civil War general. Mm. Um, now, I know that is a heavy allegation to put on Tom Hanks that he yeah. started the KKK in a in sort of a as a former role if you will but i think i think there is an explanation for it that while not absolving uh tom hanks of this does explain why this was done Mm, okay well i'm here for this yeah so throughout the movie we see tom and he gets into close proximity with various you know famous figures uh various famous events and then uh, some bad things happen with basically all these people. Mm. Um, he meets Elvis, and then Elvis dies mm-hmm. not On that long after. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, allegedly of a heart attack. I suspect 
poisoning because mm. he stole Tom's fucking dance moves as a child. Mm-hmm. And Tom said, no more. I will not allow this. But but here's where it gets weirder. is He goes uh, to the University of Alabama. He plays football the right way as a hauler. Mm-hmm. And Our favorite he, position. Everyone's favorite position. Exactly. And he goes to Vietnam. Now, Luke, this is where it gets weird. While he's in Vietnam, he and his platoon come under attack by the Viet Cong, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and they are shelled, and they have to retreat, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you notice that as Tom is running away, the shells hit behind him? every time so the whole platoon was within range of of their mortars or artillery that whole time they were just waiting for tom hanks to get out of the zone before they could shell it oh and the reason for that is because both the Viet Cong and tom hanks are working for the same benefactor and they're trying to get tom hanks in close proximity to a number of high value targets Mm. and so tom hanks he uh, he allows the members of his platoon to, to get wounded and die. He goes in, he saves them, knowing that he's going to get the uh, the Medal of Honor and that he will meet the president. Mm. And he will, he will grow to that kind of stage of celebrity. And so he'll have access to all these famous figures. And, and they, his benefactors started thinking, maybe if we put him in football and he gets to the championship game, he'll meet jfk and rfk and he did and they did die Mm -hmm. Uh, he also came into proximity with uh george wallace who i suspect tom himself shot um Mm. didn't kill but he did shoot him and so oh no the cat (laughs) they're trying to cover up the secrets here sam yeah she is she's she's trying to to make sure none of this gets out so the enemy is in my home now um Mm, yep and, and so we just see this throughout where, where he's like, and, and, you know, before I thought this was something to do with Mossad, but no, I don't, I don't think this is Mossad anymore. I think Mossad is being manipulated into assisting Tom and employing Tom, but I don't think it's Tom anymore. Mm, okay. Or I don't think, I don't think it's Mossad anymore. It gotcha. is Tom. Yeah, but yeah. someone is helping Tom out. So he goes to... He goes to China to play ping pong, and he's one of the first Americans to go over to communist China. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is just a, a coincidence. I think he was there, A, to spy on them for the American government, and two, so that he can, again, continue to build that celebrity. So he meets John Lennon, who then dies. Coincidence? Ooh. I think not. <laughs> he, uh, he meets fucking uh, Richard Nixon, and then Richard Nixon is like, hey, I need you to go stay at the Watergate Hotel, thinking and expecting that Tom would fulfill his promise and help mm-hmm. carry out the the Watergate break-in. But no, he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to double-cross this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he reported the Watergate break-in because Nixon put him in a room <laughs> where he could see exactly where they were breaking in. This right. is not a coincidence. And so I think that Tom Hanks and his benefactor have have placed him in these scenarios have have directed his behaviors to sow chaos man so so in the past and now his whole goal is pure fucking chaos mm. just a total agent of entropy man it's hard to argue with now i say that as someone who has listened to your manic ramblings uh <laughs> for the last 19 weeks or so but this one you know, like some of your others, I got to say, I mean, that's expressly the point of the movie is that he's in direct contact with so many catalysts of history. Yeah. And it doesn't end there. Mm. Um, so it shows him he does not seem to meet either Gerald Ford or Ronald Reagan. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. However, it does see him during the news reports when both had assassination attempts on them. Correct. Correct. Does he react? Uh, no, sir, sir, he does not. And that is because he knew it was coming. Mm. Are you thinking he perpetrated the, these incidents? I think he planned them. I think he oh, set them in motion. I think Tom Hanks, again, is trying to take out sitting presidents uh, just to sow chaos. Uh, Fuck, we, and dude. He is shown to have 
a propensity for extreme violence mm-hmm. uh, when he's activated. And that's that's what I want to hone in on, is that there seems to be kind of like a sleeper agent that he gets activated to mm. do these things. So he's, he's super fine until like someone starts grabbing at Jenny, and then he viciously starts assaulting people. Yes. And, and so I think there is something. Tom Hanks is benefactor, and I've not uncovered who it is yet. Maybe it is the intergalactic lizard people, mm-hmm. uh, of which Tom Hanks is a part of. But I don't, I don't think that's it. I think it's bigger than them. Mm, yeah, but well, he for is sure. getting activated to yeah. to carry out these dark deeds. I also think it's interesting that he invests in Apple very early on, which gains him both the money and influence over a, a central part of of uh, a part of the U.S. Uh, technological kind of power now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely and, a bit of a sleeper investment there, given that it took mm-hmm. quite a few decades before the iPhone and sort of universal tech prevalence. But, uh, I mean, that's exactly the kind of long con, deep mm-hmm. state game that Tom Hanks would be playing. Exactly. And now, Luke, we get to the run. And the run, mm-hmm. I don't think, was for nothing. I think the run was to distract the country for three years. Mm. Just just by one man running across the country over and over. It got a lot of news coverage, didn't it? That's true. Can't People got real that. tied up with Run Forest Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were tracking it on the news. And I want to know, what weren't they keeping track of while he was running? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we know that yet. I'm not Dude. sure we've uncovered it. But this man was was helping out some powerful force or figure in covering up something that they were doing, some sort of machination in this nation, if not on this planet, for three years and mm-hmm. and some number of months. And then he just stopped. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden. Yeah. He gets activated, starts running, and then they finish their dark deeds and they go, stop. And he goes, all right, well, I'm going home. Damn, dude. And here's the part that maybe it's just my poor mental health, uh, but honing in on the phrase run, forest, run is a pivotal distraction point in the fiction of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's breaking my brain a little bit because that is the thing that people yell mm-hmm. that we have absorbed from this movie, yes. sir. Yes. So who really is who watches The Watchmen, Sam? Because I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know who has taken Tom Hanks, our national fucking treasure, America's dad and daddy, as we've established, mm-hmm. and and used him for ill. But it is happening, Luke. Oh, it is happening. It has fully bridged the gap into our reality as well. Dude, this is, again, you always have convincing evidence, but today, man, you're firing on all cylinders, and I am, I'm shaking I, you know, there's the tinfoil is still up on my windows, but I'm going to add more. You Uh, should. Fuck, dude. Yeah. It's, um, we've, we've got to keep searching to, to uncover this mystery if they don't take us away. Yeah. I mean, they probably will as evidenced by the fact that your cats are trying very hard to keep the, the secrets hidden. Yeah. But fuck, dude. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't want Tom to be on the podcast, but... Mm. I think if his benefactors want us taken out, it does increase the chances that he will be on. And yeah. again, folks, uh, just tweet at him uh, with the hashtag, <laughs> come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. That's better. You got yeah, it. I'm working on it, man. The the emphasis on the syllables is, is difficult with this one. I still am not fully behind this hashtag, but I will I will endorse it for sure. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I have for Conspiracy Corner today. <sighs> Dude, it's, uh, yeah, I am left shattered and broken uh, at this point. Oh, actually, one one more dip uh, back in here. In case you're not certain that this is actually Tom Hanks and that this is some other figure named Forrest Gump, I just want to point out that uh, that in this, he is piloting a boat during a storm, and it does not crash, and that's because he learned how to deal with a boat in a storm in Joe versus the Volcano. It's mm. the same fucking man. It's yeah. the same man. And as we all know, Tom Hanks was on the Olympic ping pong team. I mean, that's yeah, just common know knowledge. That. That's, so. yeah. well, everyone yeah. knows that. Mm-hmm. Luke, let's look to next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because next week we'll be watching, I believe it is 1995's Apollo 13. 
Yes, 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 yes. Which is uh, which is a movie that you have seen, correct? Yes. Mm. Yes, so we've both seen this one, and so mm-hmm. we can't have a prediction for it. However, I thought, maybe, just to change it up, let's talk about what the movie could be instead mm. of what we know it's about. I gotcha. So yeah. uh, it's sort of projecting what I sort of would rather Apollo 13 be about. It could be that, or just based purely on the title alone, what you think it could be alternatively. Okay. Well, I got one locked and loaded for you, which is that yeah. I think Apollo 13 is about Apollo Antonono's dip into professional soccer, in which he is number 13, sort oh. of a she's the man style movie. So definitely aimed at a younger audience with sort of a boppy vibe uh, about famed speed skater <laughs> Apollo Ono <laughs> attempting to Michael Jordan style swap over to a new, a new sport Fuck yes yeah it's gonna be a classic sports movie the whole way through as uh, you know we watch him rise to ascendancy uh, and then struggle you know in the majors and then eventually uh, he will pull off a sick ass bicycle kick uh, to save the game of the world cup a uh, event yeah, that dude. the United States always makes it to every year that is excellent. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, what are, what are you thinking for our old pal Apollo 13? So I think Apollo 13 is a movie in which the Greek god Apollo uh, assembles 12 uh, ancient Greek heroes to try to rob Zeus. Mm. Yeah, it's sort right. of Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven meets Greek mythology. Uh, well, damn, dude. And yeah. Can I also expect George Clooney and or Brad Pitt in this one as well? Oh, you think George Clooney isn't Zeus? <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I would prefer Andor very much. Uh, enjoy him to be Zeus. So I'm extremely yeah. pleased to hear that. And Brad Pitt is Apollo, obviously. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. That would be amazing. I think we got two kick-ass movies. Here. Yeah, we got two great movies. Unfortunately, Apollo 13 is neither of those, as as we both know. Mm-hmm. But we can still we can still dream. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to, you know, imagine alternative realities and project what you want into the universe. And uh, we've done some solid projection. Yeah, I think so. Um, so with that, until next week, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy or on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Uh, you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. I uh, wanted to give a shout-out to Ryan Boyd for our awesome intro music. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at RyanDroyd, D-R-O-Y-D. And, yeah, Luke, how about you hit us with that final quote? Yeah, sure thing. This one is said by Bubba himself, and it is, Anyway, like I was saying, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. There's uh, shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole. Oh, uh, so gumbo, as Luke continues to, to list shrimp, fried, um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll shrimp, be back next week with 1995 Apollo 13. Shrimp soup. God shrimp help stew, us. Shrimp salad. <laughs>